he says Jade Farrell and she goes how do you know my name she's and she was looking at him finally and she's like he's way too tall he's not in this this village that I'm a part of like who is this guy yeah. and he's talking to her and they bring up he's like you're getting married tomorrow and then she's like well I'm gonna die and he's like well why do you think that and she goes everybody knows the prince of shadows kills his wives Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. All right. So as soon as I got here, I was like, don't talk to me. Let's wait till the podcast is on because I have a burning question for you. How did your date go last night? <laughs> <laughs> I have to know. I wondered why you didn't ask me anything. I was like, that is so rude. <laughs> I want to know how to go. It was it was good. Um, we went to this cute little cafe and it was all about like postcards. Aww. It was called La Post. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so cute. So like postcards on the walls and like you could buy them and stuff. Um. Yeah, those were pretty cute. And it was like boba tea and like crepe cakes. Oh, yum. I've never had those before, but they were... Oh, I've had boba tea before, but um, the crepe cakes were really good. Um, And I got this pineapple tea, so it's just like pineapple and green tea basically together. It was very good, very refreshing. There's a lot of sugar, though. Yeah. Okay. definitely should have shared a cake. (laughs) This is really great information, but like, how was he? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is your first date. I gotta get there. You're building up. You're setting the scene. Okay, yeah. got it. Yes. It's on my first date. With him. I was like, <laughs> It was good. He, like, on his, like, profile, because I met him on Hinge, he says that he's shy and stuff. And I was like, no, he's fine. Oh. Unless I just make him, like, comfortable. Well, he was able to talk easily and stuff. Again. Yeah. Like, we talked a lot about all these different things. Um, <laughs> it's so funny, because he's from Bangladesh. And moved here right before the pandemic. Oh, dang. Like, literally, he was, he, like, got here and then, like, a couple weeks later, everything locked. And he was, like, if I didn't have, like, the school and, like, my classmates and stuff, I would have been so lost. Like, he was, like, I'm so thankful for them. Anyways, and so we're, like, just talking and telling him, like, what I did in high school and, like, all these things. And I was like, yeah, I was in, like, choir and band in high school. And he was, like, choir? And I was, like, yeah. And he was, like uh like like in church and i was like well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so they don't they do not have choir in bangladesh i don't know he was like or like the terms don't translate or something but it was like a lot of the just some of like the terms we would talk about he'd be like what is that and stuff like that (laughs) oh that's that must be an interesting it was very interesting yeah i was like choir (laughs) how do i explain yeah how do i explain this and it was um it was like a really small cafe and there weren't very many people there so we were talking kind of quiet so like it was hard sometimes to understand what his like words were like what he was saying but most of the time it wasn't or it wasn't bad because if i think if we were talking louder it would have been okay but since we were kind of like talking quiet yeah it was like wait what did you say yeah and then he'd be like, what, what are you even talking about? <laughs> so after all of that, would you want to go on a date with him again? Or Yeah, he's really cute. He's tall, too. Like, 
didn't lie about his height, which is nice. <laughs> you never know these days. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm sure there's all kind of lies all over Hinge and all those dating apps and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, he was super cute and sweet and stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to date again. Hey, well, I'm glad you had a good time. I was thinking about you. I was like, I hope she's safe and <laughs> I need to keep my phone by me just in case I need to run out the door to go save you. That's true. It was in Chinatown. Oh, it's even more sketch, I feel. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It wasn't like the little parking area wasn't terrible. Okay. Well, don't do that again. <laughs> it was a cute place. It didn't look ghetto or anything. That's good. And I've never been there, so I like finding new places. Yeah, that's cool. Especially here in Vegas. There's a lot of things you can find. There's, There's a lot so of stuff. many places here, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not adventurous enough to go and explore more of a homebody now. Before I wasn't, but now with my husband, he's very much a homebody. So anyways, well, I'm very excited about this next book because I think in the first episode where we're doing the introduction, I talk about how I don't like to read fantasy or if I didn't say that, that's something I say. Well, now, recently, I've read a fantasy book and it opened up my world to fantasy mm -hmm. and now I'm obsessed. And so now I'm reading like so many fantasy books <laughs> and I've gone on a crazy plunge, yeah. binge on yeah, fantasy basically. reading. I like just can't stop reading fantasy. I love it so much. So anyways, I was on TikTok and I found this little clip of this story from an indie author, which I was very excited about because I love, I self-publish and that I just want to support other indie authors. And I found it and there, she was sharing some scenes from this book. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to read this. This sounds really cute. And that's how we found this story. And it's called A House of Lies and Sorrow by Emily Blackwood. Shannon, I got Shannon to read this. Well, first off, I told Shannon to read this and then she wouldn't read it because I told her to read it and she doesn't like to be pressured oh. into doing anything yeah. so i kept saying it like you gotta read this you gotta read this and then she's like long time to read it yeah and she's like stop forcing me i don't want to read it when you force me to yeah. read it anyways she finally read it and um i'm excited to talk about it today yeah and then i read it and i was like okay because <laughs> i've read fantasy for a long time this is one of my first fantasy books that i've ever read yeah and comparatively to other fantasy stories and world building and everything like that it's a little bit more simple do you think like it doesn't really dive deep into yeah, the fantasy it's not world really... like it doesn't give a lot of the details there's not a lot of rules there's not a lot of different creatures and things like that like yeah. it's very um it's like kind of any other story and they just decided to make it Fantasy. fantasy well i still i mean i like it and we're going to talk about a little bit we'll talk about that a little bit more okay so this is a young adult book i'm just looking that up here on amazon it's a young adult just so you know i do want to preface this before you listen any further into this there is some so i do need to say that there are swear words a few swear words in this nothing too crazy just like the a word the d word that's all i can remember and it does mention liquor like drinking yeah. Um, but no drinking happens in this book. So I do need to say that just in case you're wanting, wondering if you want to read it or if you want your daughters to read it or whatever. Um, just giving you a heads up there. But so far, everything's appropriate. Nothing, nothing yeah. besides like kissing. One kissing scene happens in this. But yeah. That's it. So I will preface that. I'm going to read the back of the book to give you a summary and idea of what's going to be talked about. So, or what this book is about. 
Jade Farrow will die tomorrow. Her fate was decided years ago when her useless father made a deal with a greedy fae king to save his own life. Now she is being sent to marry one of the five ruthless fae princes. The only problem is that she is not the first human to marry the fae prince. And like every human wife before her, Jade is going to be killed before she can find a way out. Malachi Wayland... Didn't know that was his last name. Interesting. Um, <laughs> it's not even mentioned, I don't think, in the book. Yeah. But anyways, Malachi Wayland is the heir to the Fae throne. It's the reason his brothers have despised him all these years, and it's the reason his father is adamant on finding him a human wife. Malachi has one job, and that is to unite the Fae in human lands. But Malachi has a secret, and it's one that gives him his rightful name among both the human and Fae lands, the Prince of Shadows. Jade and Malachi are faced with life or death challenges as mate, as Jade is thrown into Malachi's world. Will she die just like every wife before her, or will Malachi, the same fae who is feared across all of Ryewith, be the one to save her life? So that's kind of a synopsis. If you're interested in reading the book, you can go read it right now, or you can continue to listen. We are going to give more information about the book, so there are spoilers ahead. Just giving you a heads up. All right, so this starts, I love, seriously, the first line of this book. It starts with, how do you think he's going to kill you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm hooked. <laughs> I love the first line because it's Tessa, the sister, who is talking to Jade, who is the main character. And she's just like talking about how do you think you're going to die? Because at this point, she's building the backstory where her father got in trouble. And in order to save his own life with the king, who he committed a crime against, was willing to give up his oldest daughter, who is Jade, to marry the prince. And the prince is the rightful heir to the throne. <laughs> who's also the Prince of Shadows, and all the other three wives who he's married before, all the human wives that he's married before, have been murdered. And so everybody knows that it's the Prince of Shadows. Who the is whole human village. All the hum- all the land, all the human village, but all the- everybody else knows that like he's the one who's been killing his wives. And so Jade's like, well, I'm going to die. This is my last time on Earth. Um, and she's like annoyed, frustrated, angry about it. And she's going to try to survive because here's the situation. She is the oldest child. And then she has a younger sister, Tessa, and her dad is a drunkard. He's always drinking and he just is pretty much useless in the home. So she is the one who goes out and hunts for food and provides food for the family. So one night she's going out and she is going out into the woods to get her trap that she set up. And she found that there was a rabbit that was caught. She's super excited. She goes and grabs the rabbit and then a wolf appears and she's like, well, I need this food because <laughs> we will starve to death. They don't have much food and the wolf appears and then another wolf appears because she knows they all travel in packs and as, as she's like backing up, she hears a voice behind her who's like, what are you doing pretty much? What's going on? And um, she doesn't really notice him much and she just sees that his hands are in his pockets and she's like, okay, he's not a threat. Um, I'm going to focus on these wolves to make sure that I'm not going to die. Which, like, I mean, I get it. Of the two, the wolves were the most pressing issue. But she's just, like, nonchalantly chill. This stranger is, like, at her back, and she just doesn't care at all. I know. Well, so I'm she, like, hmm. <laughs> she has a dagger. She's looking at the wolf. and A dagger. Like, yeah, a little a little dagger, and then she's thinking, okay, well, then more wolves appear, and she goes, well, I got to fight for this rabbit. Like, I like it's either that we're all going to die anyways. If I don't get this rabbit, you know, I'm going to die. So he the guy behind her is like, why don't you just let me, I'll let, just move, and I'll take care of it. And she's yeah. like, no, and she's, like, getting ready to attack. The wolf jumps forward, but before she can stab it, the wolf falls to the ground, 
and kind of knocks her down so she falls and the man behind her grabs her and he's like what are you thinking like what are you doing you're actually trying to fight off a wolf and so he then moves her out of the way and he's standing like next to her and all of the wolves kind of cower and then leave and she's like what the heck what trick is he using that i don't know how did he do that you know and then he starts talking to her and he he says her name he says jade pharaoh and she goes how do you know my name she's and she's looking at him finally and she's like He's way too tall. Like he doesn't fit in this. He's not in this this village that I'm a part of. Like who is this guy? Yeah. And he's talking to her and they bring up, he's like, you're getting married tomorrow. Everybody knows that. And then she's like, well, I'm going to die. And he's like, well, why do you think that? And she goes, everybody knows the Prince of Shadows kills his wives. And he's like, well, don't, he, don't listen to everything that he you. He gets all mad. He gets all mad and defensive. And he. Of course, we know who it is. We're kind of. Time figuring it out and he gives her his name his name is malachi mal is what they call him he said i i have a good feeling about this and she's like what the heck are you talking about and then uh he leaves and she goes back home into her house with the rabbit she has a conversation with her sister and she's like listen you need to try to survive period because her sister doesn't do anything and she's the only one taking care of everybody she goes you need to survive try to save save up as much money as you can and then marry one of the nice boys in town and then he'll take care of you. Like she's just trying to get her like worried about her. She doesn't care about her dad because he's he's awful. Yeah. The next morning there's pounding on the door and she wakes up and it's a, a guard. And he's like, we're here to take you for your wedding. And she's like, you couldn't let me sleep in. Before. <laughs> and I know you would have said that. <laughs> this is our scenario. <laughs> I'm having to take care of you, Shannon. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, Shannon likes to sleep in. She's every day. She's like at the collar and she's like, what? Barely waking up. And I'm, it's like <laughs> 10 o'clock. so pissed <laughs> that this guard came and woke me up. <laughs> Pounding on the door. So she has to leave and she's like, well, I there's, I might, there's nothing for me to bring. I don't have anything. She just very leaves. Poor. They're very poor. She just leaves. And the dad finally is like, wait, no. no. <laughs> She's like, what? Too late. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> and he, he kind of is showing his love for her in that small moment. He's like, please. And and then this the guard is like, well, are you willing to die instead of her coming? And he wouldn't. He wasn't willing to die for her <laughs> to Crazy. come. I know. <laughs> so uh, so then she leaves. She says bye to her sister, and then she leaves. <laughs> I love this part because yeah. the, she talks to the guard a little bit. He looks human. And she knows she's going into the fairylands. We didn't talk about that part. So they live in the human world. There's a whole fairy world or area that's on the other side of this big border wall. They're fae, not fairy. I said fae. No, Did I, I said fairy? Yeah. Fae. That was, so was what very is, different. <laughs> what is the difference? Tell everybody, please. fairies are like little small people with wings. <laughs> fae are like human size, usually bigger, actually. Um, and they just have like the pointed ears and then they have like magical abilities. Okay. And that usually changes world book to book, but, um, yeah, very different. Okay. Thanks <laughs> yeah, for the clarification. So and that's why it's, he's the Prince of Shadows and stuff like that. And he, people don't know how these wives are dying because they're all magical and stuff and they don't want to mess with him. Yeah. So she gets taken to this new land, but the guard wants to pretty much give her a vial of stuff to drink so that she pretty much knocks out. They put her to sleep. So she can't see like where they're going. And she just wakes up the next thing she knows, she wakes up in this beautiful room and there's a girl there and her name is Adeline and Mm -hmm. she is the sister of Prince of Shadows. And she's super nice and friendly with bright red hair. 
And she's super nice. She goes, oh, I'm so glad you're woken up because we got to get you ready for your wedding. And so she gets her all ready, gets her hair and makeup done, gets her really pretty. And they have a good conversation kind of just showing you like how nice and sweet she is. And she gives her some tips like, first off, don't drink the wine. After after the wedding, there's going to be like a party. Do not drink. Not She didn't say wine. Liquor or whatever any it is. Of any of the stuff. Well, well it's like fey alcohol. Yeah. So she knows humans can't handle that. It's well yeah, way more potent. Or yeah. So do not drink. And then stay by the prince's side the uh-huh. whole time. Yeah. Don't leave and don't like talk to anybody either. Yeah. Just don't trust anyone. She does say yeah. that. Um, and she's like, okay, fine. So anyways... She leads her to these big, massive doors, the whole castle. It's funny. They called it, the guard called it the compound. And she's like, it sounds like a prison. Like, I'm going to prison somewhere, Um, which is what she feels like. But anyways, it's this beautiful castle, this big palace. And um, the doors open and everybody's there. And at the front is, like, where the king is and where the prince is. And she doesn't really pay attention to that. She's just like nervous that she's the only one like walking down the aisle and then so she's just kind of walking quickly try to get to the front and um once she finally approaches she sees the prince and it's malachi it's mal the one who came to her in the forest so funny um i loved that i was like oh my gosh (laughs) and we knew all along we just you couldn't how could you not know you're just assuming but um so yeah, so they're at the. I thought this was interesting. So they they do their vows and whatever, and um, he the king cuts Malachi's hand and they and then he cuts her hand and they have to hold hands together to like fuse their blood or something like that. And then before he says you can kiss your your wife or whatever, the king like grabs her and kisses her face and she's like, oh my gosh, get off me! And the she's like, that was disgusting. Her. So that I know I hate the king and yeah. so the prince. Pulls her back and he's like, "Okay, father, you need to learn to share." Is what he weird. said. I know. I thought that was really odd. Was, we ain't sharing nothing. No, no way. First of all, one thing you will learn about this prince, though, like pretty quickly, is he's very possessive. Right. He for good reason, though. Yeah. It's yeah. like he's just trying. He's really scared she's gonna die. Yeah. So right after, so uh, the, there was a nasty kiss by the king, which is like. <laughs> So crazy. Like, why? It was random. Yeah, it was super random. And she did look at the queen, and the queen looked like she was just bored. And I was like, what is happening? So weird. Then the prince, like, gently kisses her on the lips, which I thought was really sweet. But then he, right after, he takes her immediately out of the room. Mm -hmm. So they go into, like, one of the corridors outside of this big area. And while he's there, she's like, well, why didn't you tell me that you were in the forest? Like, or that it was you and like all the stuff. And they have this conversation and he pretty much says the same thing, um, that stay right by my side. Don't trust anyone, especially my brothers and don't drink the liquor. Like that's what he says, like kind of the same stuff. Um, and he also mentions in that conversation, like, I'm tired of people touching my things. Like, stay by me. I'm, t- I'm annoyed of people touching my things. So there's that possessiveness. So they go back, have the party. She learns a little bit more about the brothers. She does end up doing... She ends up doing a dance with Adonis, who is the oldest brother. And they're having a good conversation. And he pretty much says, like, you shouldn't trust anyone. You shouldn't even trust Malachi. And he's like, just come meet me at, I think it's midnight. Mm-hmm. Meet me at midnight in this room. And he kind of tells her where to go. Which, and, like, if I were her, I'd be like, mm, yeah, yeah. suspicious. <laughs> and 
she's like, well, I just I'm doing, um, she's trying to just figure out as much information as it can, she can. And she's like, I don't know anybody. He says, yeah, meet us there or meet me there and I'll explain everything. And she's like, well, okay, I, I'm going to go see what I can find out. Right. And so she finds a way to sneak away. And on her way to that meeting place, she gets pulled into a dark corridor, dark alleyway or something like that. It's within the house. Like, like a different, no, it was a different room. A different room. She yeah. gets pulled in. It's dark. That's all I remember. It was dark. His hand, someone's hand is on her mouth, so she can't even scream. And then finally, Malachi says, be quiet. Stop. And so she stops fighting. And they hear coming down the hallway all of the brothers they're like where is she she's supposed to meet us here and they're like well what if she what if she didn't come and and adonis the older one was like no she doesn't trust anyone right now and i could smell the fear off of her i I know you know she really wanted answers she really wanted answers and all the all that stuff and so they were all kind of conspiracy together yeah and this is the first glimpse that malachi gets that was trippy and malachi's like what is going on and she's like Oh, she's like, are your brothers behind this? He's like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. And you left my side. I told you to stay by my side. So they kind of have an argument. And in her mind, she's thinking, well, I thought he was like a decent guy, but I guess he doesn't even care about me. He just wants to find out who is trying to kill all of his wives. He doesn't care about me particularly right. as a person. He just wants to know who's finding out. So that's so kind of what So now we thinking. find out that he wasn't killing his wives. Like, he has said it, but now it's like, oh, he really wasn't killing his wives. It's somebody... He doesn't trust any of the fae, any of the, like, high elite people of society that come to the wedding. He doesn't trust his brothers, doesn't trust the king, like, doesn't trust anybody. And we're like, oh, so who is it? Yeah. So he takes her from that room once they, they kind of have that conversation and they have heard and the brothers and got that information from them. They He takes her right to his bedroom. And outside of his bedroom is... Seraphin, who's the guard who gathered Jade to bring him to bring her to the palace. In that conversation with Seraphin, the guard, he's talking about, he's like, I think I'm pretty sure they're going to try to attack tonight. So you st- are you on guard all night? And he said, I had to bribe one of the other guards. The king is really strict and was is really hard on all the guards. And so I had to bribe him to let me guard tonight. So that was yeah. interesting. And so then they go into the room and Jade's just kind of like uncomfortable. She's like, okay. <laughs> Right. What's going to happen? We're in your room. We're married now. So she's kind of thinking some things. Um, but he, he pretty much tries to calm her. He notices like she's being awkward and uncomfortable. And he can tell that she's scared. And he's like, I'm not going to touch you. Like at all. I'm not going to touch you. And so. He's like, we're just trying to stay alive. He's like, I just. Right now. Yeah. And then he eventually, she like tells her he she can, she can go shower. He gets her some of his clothes that are huge on her. They don't fit. But he's like, well, it's more, it's better than being in your wedding gown, which is <laughs> gold. A gold, really pretty wedding gown. She showers and stuff, and she ends up, he says, why don't you rest, like, go to sleep. I'm going to be up all night. But before that happens, she's like, how come you look, like, human? How come you and everybody here looks human? You don't look like Faye. And he says, we're using glamour. It's a simple, easy little bit of magic that we use to make us look human. And she goes, oh, that's, he, he pretty much set up, we did it for you to kind of help you feel more normal. And she's like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, that's, any of this is normal. Yeah, all right. <laughs> So then he removes his glamour and shows her what he really looks like. He has these big old black wings. Oh. Feathered black wings. I mean, his pointy ears. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, no wonder why you're called the Prince of Shadows. And he's like, it's not just because of my black wings. It's because of other powers that I have. Yeah. And she's like, oh. We don't know about. (laughs) We don't know about yet. 
So then he tells her, okay, go to sleep. I'm going to keep watch. I'll wake you if there's anything happening. And she's like, okay. She goes to sleep holding her little dagger. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to do anything. Yeah. And she wakes up and there's a like blanket on her and stuff. It's cute. And she wakes up startled, like kind of jolts awake, like remembering, oh, this, where am I <laughs> for a second? Then they have a conversation and they're sitting on the couch together. And as they're they're talking, he his ears perk up and he hears something. And he's like, okay, listen, like he knows they're coming. So he says, he knows she has a dagger on her. So he says, you know how to use that, right? And she's like, yes, I've used it on a man before. And he, he wants to know what that means, but she doesn't tell him. And he's like, okay, when I say go, you need to go underneath the bed, go underneath the bed and just stay until I tell you to come out. And she's like, okay. So as soon as he's kind of leaning forward so that anybody who might be looking through their windows, it would just look like he's kind of like kissing her, but he's just like talking into her ear, kind of telling her the plan of what they're gonna do. And then as soon as there's a crash in the window, he says, go, and he goes to fight. There's two men that come into the room. He's fighting them. She's stunned for a moment watching him fight. And then she's like, oh yeah, I gotta go underneath the bed. She starts to go underneath the bed and a third guy comes and pulls her, puts a knife to her throat. And she says, don't, please, I have a family. And he says, sorry for you, I have a family too. And he's about ready to cut her throat. And then she feels a pool of blood on her back. I thought that was so, (laughs) such a good way the author wrote that too. It's like warm blood that like just starts filling on her back. And then she looks at Malachi and he's holding his head. (laughs) He's holding his head. He's got him right in time. And then, so she's kind of stunned. Seraphin barges into the room and he's like, I heard the scream, but he's covered in blood too. So, you know, like he was fighting outside. Or so we think I have an idea of what I think is going on because I know I have my own theories, but I won't give anything away. One thing that I think is important to note that the king married his mom and then we don't know what happened to her, but then he remarried and then had the rest of the sons. So... That sounded so weird. What? The king married his mom. Oh, that's all you said. (laughs) I was talking about the king. What are you talking about right now? (laughs) The king married Malachi's mom. So it's a story of incest. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. I would never read it. I was like, please, please, no. (laughs) So the king marries Malachi's mom originally. That's where. (laughs) And then something happened to his mom, and he remarried to the queen that's the queen now and then has all the rest of the sons. So that's important to know because he has a has a meeting with um his the king and we learn that the only reason Malachi's there cuz Malachi's the strongest fae, like he's the most powerful fae. Yeah. He's even more powerful than his his father, his king who's kind of like awful. Yeah. And the only reason he's still there is because the king says he knows where his mom is and he just wants Malachi to do a few more things for him before he tells him where his mom is. And so he's kind of using that as leverage to get Malachi to work. Yeah, manipulation to forget to have Malachi work for him. So we learned that information with in their little meeting that they have. Jade during this time has been locked up in the room for a couple of days and she's like so sick of it. She wants to get out and Seraphin's been on guard and he's like trying to talk to her and he's like, I feel sorry for you, but this is the safest thing we can do right now. And she goes, okay, well, I'm hungry. So eventually they leave and they go to get food and we meet the brothers there and Malachi hears her voice and kind of sneaks up to listen to kind of eavesdrop. All the brothers are there and this girl named Kara is there. We've actually been introduced to Kara during the wedding and she's someone, I guess, who really liked 
Malachi, and they've been together kind of almost. But she mostly is just trying to take advantage of being close to the prince and his powers and stuff. She doesn't, he doesn't like her and she doesn't really like him kind of, but she's like trying to just seduce her way in, or that's what she's been doing for such a long time. So they have this conversation. Jade is carrying on her own end of it, and that makes Malachi like proud, like he's pleased that she's able to kind of defend herself verbally when her brothers are very, like they make a lot of jabs at her and stuff like that. The brother Lucian is I think the second oldest, I think. And he tends to say a lot of inappropriate things to her and that pisses Malachi off in reaction to Lucian making him mad, uses his power and he can inflict pain, but he has to be focused to do it. So he can inflict pain on Lucian and that's like one of the first times that Jade sees it in action and she's like, whoa, <laughs> wow, okay. Kind of taken back, back by that. Eventually they leave. And she tells him, I want to go see my sister. He's like, what? And then and she's like, my sister believes that I'm dead. And I want to just tell her that I'm okay. Like, I just want to let her know that I'm okay. And he's like, okay, fine. But we'll do it when I say, and I don't want you asking me like all the time to go. And she's like, okay, fine. He leaves her in there again, locks her in the room, which like makes me mad. I'd be yeah. so pissed. Um, but he knew that she was tired of being locked up. So he tells his sister, Adeline, to go and hang out with her. So she comes in. They get along really well. And she's like, let's sneak out. <laughs> and she's like, I have a place I want to take you. So they sneak out and they go to this like waterfall and this this pond almost. Like, yeah, this big area where there's a waterfall in the forest that's surrounding the the palace. And so they're in there and they're swimming and then a tiger comes. Actually, I don't know if it's a tiger. Some it big is a animal. Tiger. Is it I a tiger? So. A tiger comes and ready is ready to launch on them <laughs> and to like eat them. Just but, that was kind of random. I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I totally loved that part. I didn't, it wasn't as believable. It's like, well, where are they? Like, I where know. are they living? I was, like, I was picturing a forest. Me too. And tigers don't live there. Because they were like, at the beginning of the book, you think she's in like a forest. Yeah. Hunting with wolves. Yeah. And rabbits. Right. Yeah. And that, then when they're in their fey world or whatever, there's tigers. So. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible, but they don't really say that they're in like a jungle. There's no setup for the setting of the fey world. So it's hard yeah. to kind of piece these things together. Yeah, and you're a little lost. That threw me off a little bit, but it's, it's whatever. It's fantasy. I'm just going to embrace it. Okay. <laughs> I just wish the char- the the character... The author would have set up the scene a little bit more, even like mentioning some just somewhere along the line. Like she had looked out a window and there's jungle everywhere, you know, something like yeah. that. So it's like, oh, because like when you're reading all of the wedding and like everything before that point, you just picture a castle, mm-hmm. nothing outside of it, you yeah. know? So it's like, I wish there was more context. So I'm like, oh, I can at least see a little bit of what's beyond the castle even if like there's a village or you know something something like that. yeah there's nothing and that's what we mean when we first started talking about this like that's there's not a lot of details it's not very about that but, it's yeah. more about the relationship which i plenty enjoy like i do like the development between them and the dialogue that's happening and all that kind of stuff but yeah as far as the fantasy part goes that was missing it just threw us off for yeah. this particular yeah, it was part like just because she didn't do that though it seemed that a place and weird yeah so okay so anyways <laughs> The tiger's coming after them Ugh, in the pond the by the waterfall. And Malachi appears, of course, and defends the tiger, gets it to leave. And then he's pissed at Adelaide, Adeline because he's like, 
I told you to keep her in the room and this is so dangerous and she feels bad but Jade's like defending her and she's like she's just giving me a little bit of freedom and then in that conversation as they're making the long trek back it's like awkward and silent finally they start talking again and she's like I want you to teach me how to fight like I don't want to be always depending on yeah I don't want to be like useless and I want to be able to defend myself and so when they're walking back she's completely wet the king and all the brothers are standing outside of her door of the prince's door or their room i guess now weird hmm and he pretty much is there to invite them to a meeting later that night with everybody in attendance and he wants him to bring his wife he's like okay this is weird i wonder why (laughs) and and during that the brothers again are making jabs at her and and he hates it and all this kind of stuff so you're kind of seeing the possessiveness of him and also, they're they're kind of uniting together because his family's crap and her dad is crap, and so they both can kind of bond over having really <laughs> terrible families, trauma, all the trauma that they've experienced thus far, and they're kind of becoming on the same page, kind of becoming a team together to withstand it because it's for their their survival, both of their survivals at this point, right. So then as they're back in the room and she's dripping wet, she, he kind of teaches her or he he's like, try to stab me because he wants she wants to learn how to fight, right? So he's like, try to stab me. And she's like, stab you? I don't want to try to stab you. And he's like, mm-hmm. you're not, you're but like, try. I'm really fine. <laughs> and so they fight. And then he ends up like pinning her against the wall. And then he smells that she's bleeding. And mm. so he has to carry her to his bed and he starts to tend to her wound and then he sees in her eyes like longing in her eyes and he's like, "Oh no, we can't we can't be both feeling this way. This is not good. This is not something we can act on." Yes. And so he leaves and he's like, "We should get ready for dinner." I love those moments. Those are my favorite moments. So I have to talk about them. And it's a little bit of the romance. The romance. That's why I love. I only read romance, Shannon. You know this. Well, so do I. <laughs> Anyways, so they get ready for dinner. Or no, they get ready for this meeting. They go to the meeting and the king reveals that Jade, they are going to rule over another land. Another area where Fae and humans are going to live together. A lot of the people in that room are not happy about it. Yeah. And once they leave, Malachi's like, I, there's got to be something. What is he trying to do? Like, right. he's trying to figure out what is what is his plan. Like, And we're confused as well. We are as well confused. And so she says again, take me to my sister. Mm-hmm. Take me tonight. Like, I got to, if we're moving away and we're going to this unknown land, right. please gotta let me say, let me talk to my sister. So they go. Him and Seraphin, the guard, and Jade go to her sister and it's cute because there's a scene where they have to get over the wall so he carries her and he flies over anyways (laughs) and he flies over (laughs) so they get to the house so she goes and she sees her sister malachi and seraphin are waiting outside and and she's like oh my gosh you have to tell me everything and jade knows like oh he can he can hear everything but she's Uh like well i gotta tell her so she's pretty much says He's so handsome and he's actually kind and he's not the one that he hasn't killed his wives and blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of gushing about him. It's all a lie. And then she hears, get off my porch. It's her dad (laughs) who's all drunk yelling at Seraphin and Malachi. crazy. So Jade runs down there like trying to remedy the situation to get him to calm down. He sees her and starts... Like, he's so awful. He starts saying, like, you're pathetic and you're a piece of garbage. Like, yeah. all this terrible stuff. Well, that pisses Malachi off. Don't 
mess with his things, right? So he goes and throws the dad onto the ground. And he's like, are you calling my wife a piece of trash? And yeah. like, you know, he's like talking to him and Jade's like, stop, please. Like, don't, don't kill him. Pretty yeah. much don't do anything. And so then that terrifies Tessa and Tessa's like, you need to leave. And she's like, well, wait. And she wants to explain it to her. And she goes, no, you need to leave. And so Jade's heart is broken. And so rude. So rude. And she gets finally back. <laughs> I love this next part. because She finally gets back into their room. So it just kind of fast forwards a little bit. And... Once they're back into their room together, she slaps him mm-hmm. and she's so angry. And then he looks at her and he's like, did you just slap me? Yeah. <laughs> and then she kind of realizes what she did and she kind of takes a step back, but she's still angry. So she's like, why did you do that? I mean, now my sister hates me and like all this stuff. And and then they just talk about how, um, their, how their families are terrible and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know. I think it's so funny in books where like the heroine or whatever like slaps the like love interest and they're like not affected at all it's so funny to me <laughs> is that a trope for you <laughs> <My best. laughs> i was like i didn't even feel it or like the way the author describes it is like he barely moved and yeah. like stuff like that but was it in this one where he's like didn't even like notice it or like process it and it was like yeah i mean you know he doesn't yeah his face he did it doesn't really he's like, super strong anything. you know she's a little baby baby weakling. human it's very skinny because she doesn't <laughs> eat very often because she came from the human lands uh, um yeah it, he wasn't phased by it at all he just kind of <laughs> took him a minute be like did so you just funny, slap me? Yeah. <laughs> i do i do love there's really kind of funny moments throughout the story with yeah. the dialogue i really I do, love it yeah i like how um obviously he's very like brooding and like serious the whole time but like the more he talks to her like personalities come out a mm-hmm. lot and then he's not as like brooding and stuff and i like the personality that comes out when they are together alone and talking and stuff they're talking a little bit more they get to know each other a little bit more and like i said before they're getting more bonded over their same situation and also their their strive for survival mm-hmm. so, which and now attraction and now attraction which she's yeah she's beautiful and he actually did say she was beautiful on on their wedding day when yeah. she was all dressed up he did tell her that because the sister was like isn't she gorgeous and he's like yes yeah, she is very beautiful like mm-hmm. he did admit that and that affected her too and she mm-hmm. liked that so speaking of all of that this next scene we're in their room and they're talking and he's like, I'm sorry. Like he pretty much just apologizes and he's not sure what else to do because he because of the way he reacted to her father being awful. And he's like, like he was, what else are you gonna do? Well he was he was like, Well, he was calling you bad names. She and she was like, Your father isn't any better. I know. <laughs> and so they kinda he's like, Okay, well, I'm sorry. So they end up kissing, but it's interrupted because his sister knocks on the door and the sister says, Father wants to see you. He goes to see his father. The sister stays with her. When he gets called to talk to the king, the king's like, you left. You're not supposed to leave the land. You're not supposed to cross that wall. And so he he knew, the king knew that he left with Jade. Got spies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so he gets mad at him. And he's like, I'm giving you everything and you're disobeying my orders and blah, blah, blah. And Malchus, he's like, well, where is my mom? You've pro- you said, if I just do this and then I do it and then you don't tell me where she is. And then you want me to do this and I do it and you don't tell me where she, she is. And I've married four times now to these humans and you're still not you know he's like maybe i just should end all of this and then he's and then the king's like well you're not and he tells the guards to go get jade and jade from her point of view when that chapter happens she and adeline are on the balcony 
listening into this entire conversation because they sneak out of the room. Well, the guards found her, bring her into the room, and Malachi's like, if you hurt her, I will kill every single person in this room. And then the king's still talking to him, and before he knows it, the guards hurt Jade, like hurt her back. I think whip her or something because she has like marks on her back. And so then he kills the guards. Love that. And then he <laughs> <laughs> he leaves his dad, which I'm like, he should have just killed the just dad. Get it over with. <laughs> just be done. But he doesn't. He leaves his dad, takes Jade. All he worries about is getting her out of here and trying to heal her, make her feel better. He feels awful because he wanted to protect her and he failed. So he tells Seraphin, he's like, okay, we're, go get my sister. We're leaving. We're out of here. And Seraphin's, well, I'm going to go with you. And then once Adeline is there, she's helping heal the wounds. And she says, I'm going with you too. So all four of them leave and they go into the woods to leave to some other fear, fail, fear felt, or they go to some other land or they're wanting to go to some other land. They get far in the forest and they decide to sleep for the night because Jade is still trying to heal her back hurts and so um he lets her sleep and then the next morning he says okay well we're gonna go and scout ahead and make sure that there's nothing there because there's also some creatures that live in the forest I guess she did say this (laughs) that live in the forest that are super dangerous but they're made up creatures so they're not like tigers or anything like that but they're very dangerous so they just want to scout ahead to make sure that there aren't any well she's left alone and the brothers come and steal Jade away and they can fly and they're kind of tormenting her like they pick her up or i think lucian picks her up picks her up drops her and then (laughs) like flies down to pick her up again as much as i hate that it's so funny (laughs) i kind of like the brothers honestly like the (laughs) it's like they're like teasing her and stuff and they can be like cruel they're very cruel but 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 so funny they are funny and they do say kind of funny things so they take her and adonis is there too and he's like okay lucian's gonna stay here they get to some ruins somewhere in the forest he's like you're gonna stay here until we come back and blah blah blah. he says don't try anything or lucian will enjoy killing you so she just tries to stay there and she's trying to stay awake because she's so tired and she's in pain shocks lucian a little bit and lucian is tormenting her not physically but like he's just saying like awful things and he's and she's like why are you doing this and he reveals that they're pretty much jealous of him like he has he's been so spoiled he has all the power he gets the air line every he gets everything marrying all these girls marrying all these girls <laughs> and she's like well i'm surprised yeah she just jade was like uh i'm surprised you don't seem like the marrying type or whatever and she's messing with him back and he's like how about this we play a little game i'll give you a head start you can run and then I'll, I don't even know how long he says he'll count for, but he's like, you can run and then I'll, I'll chase you afterward. And she's like, is he serious? And then he pauses and then she's like, oh, and he's like, your time has started. And so she gets up and she runs. I so would he- never. I <laughs> hate people chasing after me. <laughs> what I has this happened? It. I hate zombies for that exact reason. Oh my God. I hate things chasing me. <laughs> ah! So that's like your worst nightmare, My huh? body just like locks up. I'm like. And you just fall. <laughs> yeah. You're just frozen on the ground. Literally, that would be me. And Paralyzed. Then, you'd oh. be like, you're so pathetic and then kill me. Like, oh, that. my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. So you never liked tag growing up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just hate it so much. Anyways. That's funny. <laughs> so she runs, trips and falls, and then he, she hears a woman's voice. <gasps> and the woman is like, here, let me help you. Come with me. Random woman. Come with me if you want to live. Pretty much she says that. <laughs> Something along those lines. And then she goes with her and then Malachi appears. 
And then the woman turns around and puts a knife to her throat. And so Malachi's like, you better let go of her. Or if you hurt her, you'll be dead before you can even take the next breath. And she's like, well, I wouldn't do that. And through their conversation, he's learning that this is his mom. Ah! The mom he hasn't seen in so many years. She's been gone for so long. But he doesn't believe. He's thinking that's what's happening. That's what she's saying. And she says... She says, Jade is special. I know people and I knew I had to protect her because she's also my daughter too and all this stuff. Yeah, during this conversation. And he's still kind of hesitant. He doesn't almost believe it. That was a little foreshadowing, I think, with what's probably going to happen in book two. But um, then the brothers appear and he's ready to kill Adonis and Lucian. And his mom is like, don't. They were working with me. And then he's like, what are you talking about? So she goes on to explain is your dad, your, the king has been killing all of your wives. He's the one behind it. He won't let you out of his sight. He has people spying on you all the time. I couldn't come in contact with you, but I can come in contact with your brothers. So they've been working with me and they were trying to get Jade to get her out of there to save her. And I guess for some reason she's special. We don't know what that means or what that even is. And so she was just trying to protect her and trying to get in contact with Malachi. And at the end, Malachi believes them. He's a little bit of skepticism, but he believes that. And then he's like, okay, well, what are we gonna do next? He's like, well, we're gonna go to the the land you're supposed to reign over. So they're gonna go to the the land they're gonna reign over the humans and the Fae. And that's where it ends. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, hanging from a cliff. Okay, if you don't know that reference, I well, I might not feel bad for you. <laughs> that was a childhood show we used to watch on like PBS growing up. Yeah. Anyways, tangent. That's the whole story. Okay, well, we have to talk about the three categories that we talk about, which is the category of the overall story, the ending, and then the love development, the relationship development, right? Those so are the, the plot. So overall, the plot. What do you think? I think it was good. It was kind of boring to me. Like, I was telling Sarah when I was, like, reading it, because she was so excited for me to read this. I've read so many fantasy books, and it was very much like a lot of fantasy books I've read. The storyline was, like, crazy different, Um, besides, like, the trying to kill them part and stuff. Um, I just got bored a lot. And so I was... And I think that has to do with author not building the world enough i don't know i feel like it could have gotten a lot deeper yeah it's very simple in that in that aspect yeah i do like as far as the plot goes i do like the pacing like i felt like the pacing of the overall story was that's true it was super easy to read like it flowed very seamlessly it didn't feel like you were stuck in too many moments for too long yeah and their affection for each other grows very naturally yeah it does grow very naturally um Everything's so, very believable, too. I will say that. Besides like, the tiger part. Besides the stupid tiger. <laughs> uh, the king being weird and, like, obnoxious the whole time. That's I very like, believable. That's very believable. Because I, I liked it because then it makes you hate him even more. Oh, yeah. Hated him for sure. Gross. The brother. The way they set up. She set up the brothers. That's kind of like a plot twist. Because, like, yeah. you hate them. I did like the surprise at the end. I, I, yeah, yeah. I like the plot overall. I mean, I know if you're comparing it to other fantasy worlds and things like that it is very simple compared to that but overall i did like the flow of everything i like that everything the things that actually happened within it were entertaining to me mm-hmm. um so i would give it five hearts i think 
Yeah, I would give the plot like a four, probably. Yeah. Okay. You were going on. You were starting to talk about the love relationship development. Yeah. The romance. I do like Jade as a heroine overall. Like, I think she's a very like strong female lead. Of course, I'm a sucker for the dark brooding love mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. So he did a good job in that. <laughs> oh yeah, a little possessiveness. Yes, I uh-huh. love it. Yeah, and it's it's kind of annoying because like obviously they start off the relationship, and when you think he's like starting to like her and stuff he's like no i just don't want my like things touched he Mm -hmm. says that a lot yeah and you're like ew yeah yeah (laughs) he's like possessive just because he is um tired of like he doesn't see her as a person almost is how she feels and that's totally how you feel about him too yeah but then he starts to like like jade yeah, and there's a little bit more, you see a little bit more into why he's behaving in certain ways too, because this right. has been happening for years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so their development so far, I liked it. I liked the... Yeah, it's it, definitely a long development, which I'm not not against. Like, I don't hate it, but I also, it's not my favorite either. I kind of like want them just like get together kind of thing. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, you don't like the slow burn. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't feel like, that. well, I don't know. I feel like there's enough angst in certain moments that they have together where they're like close proximity. Yeah, there was that good. tension. That, yeah. I feel like that was enough to fill it. Like I didn't need them to kiss and they don't for a good big, like not until closer to the end. Well, it's not even that slow burn. I'm saying like they don't even like talk about their feelings or anything like mm. that. Yeah, they don't at all. Not That's, yet. Yeah. I'm assuming. So this is book one. I don't know how many books are going to be in this series, but yeah, the second know. one actually comes out this month. Mm-hmm. And I am very excited. I read through this book so fast. Like yeah, I, did. I I didn't stop reading. I think I read for like eight straight hours or something. Uh-huh. Um, no, it wasn't that long, but I did like read really, really fast. I just, it was an easy read. Just the it's way. It's pretty short too. It's pretty short. And the way she writes is easy to read. Like mm-hmm. it's just flows naturally. I do like the way they think and the the dialogue that's in there it's entertaining overall i liked it like so how would you rate the romance then oh romance uh, yeah i'd say like a four yeah like a four out of five yeah like it's leaning it's leading up to be really good it yeah it's so for this for what it is like for what she's exposed so far it's great i want to see how deep their love goes though like if they end up staying together who knows but then the next book like that's where it really matters like how deep is it going to be i hope it's not just shallow stuff the whole time i mean i want it to just mean a little bit more but they can't yet like that wouldn't it can't mean more at this point because they're so still so new yeah so for what it is yeah i would say it's really great i would say four to five i'm like stuck in the middle almost yeah and then the ending i thought like i said i liked the plot twist at the end of like the brothers actually helping the mom like you kind of yeah. don't even think that's an option when you're reading it so yeah you don't see it coming. you legit do not see yeah that at all like that was a straight up surprise i totally thought they were gonna get to the city and like something would happen there but like no it's just when they're traveling i mean i think it's a smart move on the author's part of like it's this whole kind of tension of like you know traveling there on its own is going to be dangerous so then it just keeps getting heightened and heightened the whole time and then it um you find out that it's the mom and stuff and Mm -hmm. then you're like oh my gosh and then you find the brothers aren't in it and you're like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) i do like that it was great i i did like that a lot so it's like a simple twist but it's a good twist it was just set up really really well and i think that goes part with the plot Mm -hmm. so overall um 
still probably like a four to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. You weren't too crazy about this one, but I like I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. So mine would be a four out of five overall. Okay. I think it's worth it. I think actually like what you did though, I think it's probably like a good intro into fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've never read fantasy before, read this first before you dive into other fantasy yeah. worlds. This is a good stepping stone into that world because it's yeah. not too overwhelming where you have to commit so much of your brain power to really understand what's happening. Because mm -hmm. when you really read deep fantasy novels, you have to understand the world. You have to understand Lots the new rules. rules and laws that go with that. Very so, complex. Yeah. And this left all of that out. So it's uh, so much easier to absorb and just to enjoy kind of just kind of the human dynamics or just the dynamics between the characters was really what this was focused on. And that's fine. Like that's mm -hmm. totally a great thing to read about too. So yeah. I would say I'm, I, there's a few things like I've told you inconsistencies that I found that would give, make me rate it like a 4.5, but I overall really did enjoy it. And I think it's a good book that if you're younger or if you've never stepped into fantasy or if you just like the overall storyline, you should read it. Yeah. I think it's worth the read. I think it might be, I don't know about teenagers because I feel like it focuses a lot on the love. Oh, excuse me. Aspect. You're right. It is young adult. So I would be careful of that yeah, because I don't know I don't what this next. Teenagers. I would say be careful of that just because we don't know what's going to be in this next book. So um, for like if you're like in your 20s even and then like up. Yeah. Anybody above that age yeah. totally would enjoy this. So Yeah. Well, anyways, anything else you want to add to this? No, we can't wait for book two. We'll announce that on our Instagram, I guess. I don't know if we'll do a podcast about it, a little episode. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess we're not doing series, but... <laughs> I, I guess it depends. It depends on how appropriate it is. <laughs> That's true. We try to keep... We try to review only clean books on here. So, so um, what book are we doing next? Oh, the next book going to, going to be Redeeming Love. Yes. Okay, hold on. I have... So for our next episode, we are going to have a special guest. Yes. Speaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, on our podcast. And I haven't read this book specifically no. for the purpose of our friend coming on is Sarah's sister-in-law. Yes. And they've read the book and are obsessed with it. It's a good one. It... Uh, I... <laughs> don't know <laughs> i'm like lost for words i can't I will even <laughs> say what have you said about it um on terms of appropriateness oh so what we've talked about it's it doesn't it the theme of relations is throughout the entire book but nothing at all is explicit at all you know it's not descriptive not descriptive at all it just it'll say like like then this happened and she doesn't even use explicit words, but you know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why it's brought up so much. And we're going to explain it in the next episode. So it's definitely, you should definitely listen to it. Um, because like I've told my sister-in-law when I was telling her to read the book, I said, it's like, it rips out your soul. Like it rips <laughs> out your soul. And I've cried so many times throughout the story. But it's still so good because the message is so good and it's it's a really it's a true message of like finding your worth and mm -hmm. this poor character goes through so much to find it. So anyways, and I'm it's gonna be turned into a movie. Show. Oh, no, it already has. You can watch the movie. Oh yeah. So it, that's it. one thing, that's actually how I found it is because it was I saw the trailer for it for it and it said it's based off a book. I looked oh. at the book, saw that it had so many reviews, I'm like, Well, it's gotta be good and it said Christian too. So I'm like, Okay, it's gotta be clean too. This is awesome. I read it. Ripped out my soul, <laughs> like it stomped on it, <laughs> and then um, 
I just at the end I was sobbing and I'll explain why like it hit me so hard but um yeah I'm excited to share that next yeah next time. so that's what we're doing next time I haven't read it so I'm gonna be asking questions to clarify the story because it's a long book it's a long so book. I'm excited about that not yeah. reading it and being all surprised and stuff so. and just I know oh gosh that just made me so excited yeah. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> so all we'll right do that one soon yes so thanks for listening we'll see you next time when we'll share another romance novel with you and you can decide if it's worth the read bye bye